occult crimes, paranormal investigations, urban legends, and strange happenings. Welcome to Myths, Magic, and Murder. <laughs> hey, welcome to Myths, Magic, and Murder. This is episode 87. I'm Abby. I'm Kate. And we'll be your ghostesses during the festive season. We are back. We are. Sorry we left. I'm not. Kate is uh, the worst and had lots of job stuff to do. And we couldn't find anything to work around. We couldn't find days to record. I unfortunately have to make a living. That's disgusting. Um, Buy all of our merch so that Kate doesn't have to make a living anymore. (laughs) What are you talking about today? This week I'll be talking about the Slua, an Irish and Scottish cryptid that's pretty brutal. What about you? I'm talking about the big grey man and not anyone's dad. I was going to say it's my dad. I wrote that because I was like, it's not anyone's dad. He's a, a monster. Shout out to Julian. God bless. We're not shouting out anyone's dads. <laughs> um, I want to say thank you before we get into this for... You're welcome. First of all, not you, a <laughs> fool, for sticking with us, even though we were gone for a little while. We're we back. still got nice messages and follows and stuff. Beautiful. Love you all, my children. Also, everyone Spotify wrapped. So cute. Thank you so much for... Sending us those. Some of you have insane amounts of minutes listen to us. And I don't know how you can stand it because I can barely listen to us for the editing process, which takes a few hours. I don't edit. I'm just here for the actual podcast. And good God, I hate it. I listen to you on a daily basis and it puts me to sleep. So I don't know if anyone else is listening to this. I listen to the podcast, but only to be knocked out at night. Yeah, I listen to it to get angry. I mean, that's why people before listen before bed. Oh, they're like, these two idiots are so boring. These dumb bitches that know nothing about history. Oh, you guys talking about ghosts like you know a thing? Ooh, what's the weather in England? What is the weather in England? It's stormy again. It's a bit blowy. Yeah. It, no, it is a storm. Apparently it's been storming for days and I haven't been outside, so I was just like, it's fine, and Kate came home like, my car is blowing away. Literally. Oh god, it was horrible. Part of our old building fell off. It's fine. We don't live there we anymore. We don't live there anymore. Um, But this is the second storm that we've had in about two and a half weeks. It's making me not want to go outside. It's making me want to curl up into a ball. And that's life. Oh yeah. Anyway, let's talk about monsters. First, I have a little bit of news, um, but it's also about a mysterious creature. You so from Daily Star... Two months old. It is a bit old. But <laughs> a man captured a terrifying half-man, half-dog creature on camera, and it stalked him. So a man named John was fishing in his kayak in the Australian bush when he claimed he was stalked by a dogman. So the dogman is something probably we'll cover in the future because it sounds super interesting. But John explained that he was in his kayak and he heard a snap from the woods next to him. And with every stroke of the paddle, the creature was taking a stride next to him and stalking him. And after testing it to see if it was following him, it became clear that it was. And he pulled out his phone to take a picture. So sure enough, in the image, there is an animal of some kind, but it's it's hard to make out what it is because it's a blurry phone photo taken from a kayak. So, you know, not exactly the highest quality. But after showing it to others, he was like, this is probably a dog man. On a future fishing trip, John returned to the area. And while he was there, he heard a bang followed by running. And he said that whatever it was started running, it was like smashing down trees out of the way and roaring. But he wasn't able to see the creature through the bush. He said that the stories he'd heard about the dogman were unbelievable, but now he's had terrifying encounters himself, and he fully believes in it. But I guess we'll never know if it's true or not. That's horrific. 
are you okay? Yeah, I had to yawn. It looked like I looked up and it looked like Kate was crying. I was like, she's afraid of the dog man. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I had to yawn, but I stifled it. <laughs> so I could just feel like tears in my eyes. And I was like, oh no, she's going to think I'm really freaked out. I looked up and I was like, oh no. If we've Kate, only just begun. True fear. Kate, Kate's having another meltdown. Dogs and men. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have. But Pretty, I would love to talk about the dog man more. Pretty spooky. I would love to talk about the dog mammal, but unfortunately, that's all the time we have. <laughs> Tell me about your thing. Okay. So my sources are Wikipedia, The Scare Chamber, Got Island, and MythicalCreatures.wordpress. So this was a request from one of our listeners. Thank you. I don't remember who it was, but we love you. I'd also never heard of the slewer before, so I'm not sure if it's like a lesser known cryptid or if it's just like more widely known in like Ireland, Scotland, that kind of thing. How about you? Had you never heard of it? Okay, good. <laughs> I looked it up and I was like, should I know about this? Is this like Jenny Greenteeth? Shut up about Jenny Greenteeth. <laughs> so, this cryptid, uh, which means host in Irish, uh, is also known as the Underfolk. The Wild Hunt is to do with these. Basically, like they're the ones that kind of spur on the Wild Hunt, which is a, a Scottish myth. Okay. Or the Host of Unforgiven Dead. They're described as fae or fairies that are almost like feral. Ooh. Yeah. They can shapeshift. Um, a few of the sources that I saw said that they could shapeshift into any form, but all of them were kind of described as like huge bird-like things. So I'm guessing they just prefer that. Bad day if you fear birds. It is. In fact, awful. And they hunt at night. So, like I said, although they can pick any form when they're hunting, they tend to become a huge black bird with wings that look as if they're made of leather. I'm not sure why, but they normally have disfigured legs. Oh. Yeah. So possibly when they change shape, there's got to be some, like, giveaway, or it could just be, like, a scare tactic, because, like, disfigured legs mixed in with, like, this huge leathery bird. Like, you're going to be afraid. (laughs) It does sound kind of scary. I'm not going to lie to you. Right. Whichever form they take, they're always extremely emaciated, with sparse hair on their bodies, gnarled teeth, and claw-like nails on their hands and feet. Plus, regardless of whether they're deformed, you'll know when you're faced with one because they smell. Unsurprisingly, they do not smell. A bit. Or smell like nice things. They stink (laughs) of rotting flesh. Don't we all? On a bad day. When you're hungover, rotting flesh. There is a big difference between like some bad BO and stinking of rotting flesh. Okay, true. Trust Maybe me on this. Maybe to some people. <laughs> Look, we all know that you stink of rotting flesh, but most people don't. Give us a thumbs up if you smell like rotting flesh. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button if you too smell like rotting flesh. Uh, their smell is caused by their diet. They eat souls. Oh. Yeah. Although they'll eat any How old... How sustainable is that? Well, I mean, there's a lot of people in the world, isn't there? Is that vegan? No. <laughs> I don't think that's vegan. Although they will eat any old soul, whether you're strong and healthy or sick and on the brink of death, they do have a taste preference. In general, they'll pick souls that have had their heart recently broken. Oh my god. Or those that are depressed, so it's not looking good. <laughs> If I don't come back. It is not looking good. 
If that wasn't scary enough, just before they consume your soul, they let out a huge banshee-like screech. Could you imagine being depressed because your boyfriend's just left you? You're walking nice in the woods, just being like, oh, so, so lonely. And then you hear, <laughs> and then you get your soul eaten. Oh, what a day. Right? What a day. Tell your therapist about that. <laughs> Bring him up right now. He'll increase the price, but... <laughs> exponentially increasing the price yeah that's the last thing you'll you'll hear before your soul is ripped out is just as abby so kindly put can, into all of your ear nubs you can press the uh, back 20 seconds button then and just keep it <laughs> i know you skip the middle bit those souls that are eaten by a slewer are then forced to live as one of them forever because they're immortal the reason they don't die, like everything else, is because they've been described as otherworldly beings that have no reason, loyalty, or mercy. So they're just basically there to eat. And honestly... Mood. <laughs> I relate, right? <laughs> Seeing them as otherworldly was the original legend behind them. However, after Christianity was introduced, where the slower roamed, the legends changed a bit to kind of fit in, I guess, to like the beliefs and describes them as unforgiven, unrepentant sinners. So it depends on which version you're looking at. You okay? Yeah. You're looking scared. Oh, sorry. You're looking freaked out, man. <laughs> I'm an unforgiven, unrepentant sinner. <laughs> kind of stemming from the Christian version, there's a belief that they can't steal the soul of someone who's been given their last rites, which is like a final prayer, if you don't know about that already. If you're sick... Dying, depressed, or have just been broken up with, they're coming for you. Not all is lost, though. Apparently, they come from the West. So those who are superstitious about these fae keep the doors and windows on the west side of their houses closed if they're worried about an attack. Don't ask me why they can't just smash a window and come in. That's dramatic, isn't it? Yeah, they're like, look, we're just a bit hungry. It's not, a lot of effort to break a window. We're not here for criminal damage, we're just here for your soul. <laughs> you don't have to make it so difficult. <laughs> Once they've got their sights on you, though, there's surprisingly little you can do. They will come after you night after night until they've devoured your soul. The only thing that will get them to stop is if you sacrifice someone in your place. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, kind of like It Follows. Are you happy? We've seen a movie. <laughs> Whoa, get that! However, if you're accepting the Christian-influenced view on them, then you'll be one of the sinners that might turn into them anyway. Oh. Because it's unrepentant sinners, mm. isn't it? So I guess if you kill a man to save yourself... That is a sin. I believe so. I've not read the book, but I'm pretty sure. <laughs> as late as 1911, a scholar named W.Y. Evans Wentz travelled through Ireland, Scotland and England from 1908 to 1910, collecting local first-hand descriptions of experiences with the Fae and put them in his book, The Fairy Faith in Celtic Countries. It is Celtic, right? Celtic? Celtic. Just proceed. <laughs> okay. Proceed. Including among the stories... Sorry, included among the stories was an account from Barra in Scotland. A child was taken... And only after the soul of the child had been extracted, the body was dropped from a great height 
and was found outside at the back of the house the next morning. Oh, that's awful. Yeah. There were also many reports of sightings that were all eerily similar. It was like a vast, swarming, churning cloud of large black birds. Kind of like a bird tornado. Whoa. Apparently in towns that the birds flew over, there was a spike in the incidence of death among the populations. However, as I said before, they prefer weak people. I mean, anyone could be a target, really, but... <laughs> um, and the main way to make yourself known to them, apart from being horribly depressed, is by speaking their name. Don't... Well, I've already done it four times. Since the legend of these creatures was around before computers... But you didn't say it. You just read it, right? I said slower. Oh my god! Multiple times. Ah! It's here! Ah! <laughs> Get down! <laughs> this isn't War of the Worlds. <laughs> Pack it in! <laughs> I'll be around! Someone call the police! <laughs> I have no idea if typing or reading the name is included in this clause, or even hearing it from me. But I guess we'll find out tonight after sunset. Oh, the sun's already set, my dude. Oh. Quick, where's the west? Run. Where's the west? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. There's there's nothing really more on them. Um, the wild hunt is kind of separate, so I haven't included it. But basically, these cryptids just go like, mm, time to hunt. And then they will just go and hunt. <laughs> do you want to do the scare scale? Sure. How scary? Five. Oh, Absolutely haunting. Yeah. You, you want a big leather bird to come get me? Maybe. Terrifying. Depends what mood you're in. Terrible. Bad mood all the time. <laughs> in that case, slower, slower, slower. <laughs> yeah, five. How dangerous? Five. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess you could shut your windows at night, but what if, like, you leave the house ever? What if you go clubbing? Yeah. Doomed. Yeah, it's over for you. Yeah. No more camping with the girl guides. Mm, no. It's it's over. Um, I've forgotten what the next question is. How legit? Likelihood. <laughs> oh, yeah. I knew it was an L. Uh, like two. Two. You don't believe them. Um, I think it's interesting that there's so many sightings. However, it could just be a bird, surely. Well, see, also, I told you that I was researching this and said their name a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And I'm, we've not had a problem. They're not here. What are you looking at? Sorry, my thing just then. They're here. Um, yeah, so. Okay. Any ideas? Birds. Bored. That it? They are real and we should flee. Real. Flee. Stories to keep people from going out at night. Yeah. Children, particularly. Like a fable. Yeah. Anything else? No. No? Okay. That's all I got. Grand. So I guess we'll do... We'll plug ourselves. If you like the podcast and you want to follow us on social media, you can do that at Myths Magic Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, if you want to head over to our Patreon, you can see our little faces because we do video podcasts. They're extended. We have a more casual conversation on there, post photos, extra episodes, stuff like that. 
Sorry, well, that's Kate's bot. I mean, you've just taken my whole you, gig. You do your bit. <laughs> uh, you've also got a discount on there for merchandise. Um, and to be a Patreon, you can give as little or as much as you want. Circling back to the merchandise, you can see all of that on mythsmagicmurder.com. That is our website. Also on the website, we've also got little little re- little referral things so you can tell us what you want to hear or you can tell us your own story and we will read them like this story for example someone told us about it mm-hmm. now here we are we've read some weird ones that you guys have suggested yes we have do we have regrets maybe but here we are still today we try our best also um, we have a facebook group you can chat to us in if you're not a patron you can always see that and Additionally, if you want to talk to us separately to everyone else... If you want to be completely fucking different... God, just really off the wall, email us on mythsmagicandmurder at gmail.com. Crazy. People who email us, you guys, crazy. You guys are the kooks and I'm living for it. When I get an email, I'm like, whoa! And I respect it. Also, sorry for swearing just now. Beg your pardon? (laughs) Sorry? Why are you apologising? This is your show! Oh, I can do whatever I want. Piss. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So my sources for this are spookyowls.com, Wikipedia, cryptidswithaz.fandom.com, allcryptid.fandom.com, and ancient-origins.net. So today I'm talking about Amphia Leithmore, which I probably butchered the name of, and I'm sorry, Scotland, but the Gaelic (laughs) translation is Big Grey Man. There are going to be a lot of things I'm probably going to destroy the name of in this episode because it's been a long time since I've written this and looked up all of the pronunciations. So uh, we'll just give it our best try. Yeah, I didn't have a clue what I was saying just then. When I wrote this three weeks ago, I was looking it up, but um, now it's we're doomed. So this mysterious piece of Scottish folklore is also known as just the Grey Man for short. Or if you fancy it, the Big Grey Man of Ben McDo for long. Or for even longer, the grey man. Big. (laughs) The big grey man is said to haunt the summit of Ben McDo, which is the highest peak of the mountain range known as the Carangorms. Good God. Is that right? You are doomed. Ben McDo is a bit, a little bit of geography for you, is that it's 4,295 feet tall, and it's the second highest peak in the British Isles, after Ben Nevis, which is about 200 feet taller. You may also find him in Rothimurkus, which is a forest in Aberdeen. What are you laughing at? I'm just laughing. You know when you started that sentence? Ben McDo is... <laughs> <laughs> if you visit the mountain, you may come across a very thin creature over 10 feet tall with long arms and broad shoulders. <laughs> it's me. And it's Kate and you got to get out of there. <laughs> the sightings vary, of course, and some people say the creature is even up to 30 feet tall. It is thought to be covered in short grey hair, similar to a Bigfoot, but grey, hence the name. People think it may be a relative to the Bigfoot, you know, because of this reason. Or the Yeti, I guess. One or of its... Uh, a lover of the Bigfoot. Various cousins. Oh. Ooh. Here we go. Aren't we all lovers of the Bigfoot? Not in that way. Oh. Well, oh. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> oh, well then. <laughs> Get out of here, you Patty. ripping down your Bigfoot poster. <laughs> Smashing my... Uh, my... What? <laughs> Smashing your what? You'll have to think about that. The big grey man stalks its. <laughs> it's. It's. Smashing your what? The big grey man stalks its victims up in the mountains until they realise that they're being followed by it, and then it begins to chase them. This apparently is a common pattern people report, and like a regular man, it also runs on two legs. 
The speed you'd need to outrun a 10-foot tall person is crazy, and my legs are not very big. So I'd be running on all fours like a weird dog. Probably. How much is it? Did you do the math? How much is what? How quick? How many mile per hour? How would I know how to do that? Crazy. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Maths? If you think that's scary, what's even worse is that most of the reports said that they didn't even see the big green man. They just felt him there. Obviously, people in this area are up in a mountain, so it's often foggy. So they're walking, and then they suddenly feel extremely uneasy. They hear crunching noises like big footsteps around them. Big footsteps? They see dark blurs occurring in the sky. A faint, incomprehensible voice gets louder. It's the you. footsteps <laughs> echo around them as they become more terrified. They might do. And then they may feel a cold brush against their skin. He really knows how to put on a show. And he's also sometimes reported to give out a high-pitched humming sound, mm. which people call his singing. Oh. Isn't that sweet? I thought, what if he's just trying to show people his song and they keep running from him? And he's like running away, like running behind them, like, wait. He's trying to rickroll them. My song. <laughs> there is some debate when it comes to the Grey Man as to whether he's a physical creature or whether he's more of like a ghostly entity haunting the area. But regardless, he's thought to have an extremely powerful physical effect. Punch. So people, <laughs> people who've claimed to be around him feel suddenly overwhelmed with negative energy. They become terrified, extremely panicked, and tired. This goes so far as to create suicidal thoughts in the head of some victims, or at least make them flee immediately. I have the same effect. The first sighting of the Big Green Man dates back to 1791, and it comes from a poem, a poet, sorry, named James Hogg. He was tending sheep on a mountain when he saw the creature. However, he realised that when he took off his hat, the creature did too, and it wasn't a Big Green Man, being polite. It was just his shadow. How you make the mistake, we'll come back to. Idiot. I thought it was him being polite. I love that you imagine that he would have a hat. I just, you know, like one of those like, fisherman hats with like the bait feathers in. Very specific visual you've given us. Yeah, you're welcome. What was a the more, poem? The poet. It wasn't a poem. Oh. I got confused. Sorry. Gosh. Quick, make a poem. Big grey man, he wear a hat. He do dance, and that's that. <laughs> Can you do it with a Scottish accent? No. Bug grey man. If you're Scottish. He wear a hat. I'm so sorry. <laughs> a more reliable sighting was in 1925, when J. Norman Colley gave his account. He was a hiker, professor, and a respected member of the Royal Geographical Society. While exploring the summit, he encountered a terrifying experience he had while exploring. <laughs> You've said that twice. While exploring? <laughs> Sorry. He said he began to hear another set of footsteps behind him. Every few steps he walked, he heard a crunch, and then another crunch right after, as if someone was following him, but their legs were three times as long as his. He told himself this was just nonsense, so he kept going. The noise continued, and eventually he fled saying that he would never go back there again. This was reported in the newspapers, which started a debate over whether this was real or fake, which encouraged other climbers to come forward with their own stories. Mm -hmm. Prior to this, they said that they were too afraid to share because they figured nobody would believe them about this story because they was obviously a bit crazy. One man named Hugh Welsh said that he hiked the summit with his brother in 1904, and during the trip they heard footsteps as though someone was following them, and walking through saturated gravel, water-saturated gravel, they both felt extremely uneasy while this was happening. The next report came in 20 years later, in 1945, when Peter Densham 
was on a rescue mission in the First World War. He was reported hearing the same... The First World War? I don't think that's quite right. <laughs> I don't need to repeat myself for that. We know what war it was. <laughs> two World, Two War. He reported hearing the same crunching footsteps, mist closing on his location, and pressure around his neck. He ran back before he could see any creature, but a friend of his wrote about how he sensed an abstract presence that felt intensely real, and he heard a high singing note up on the mountain when he was up there a few years later. One person who, sent, who claimed to see the big grey man was Alexander Tunian. We're going to say that. In 1958, he was a mountaineer who was climbing alone. He said that once he reached the top of the summit, the atmosphere became very dark and he began to hear loud footsteps. Then a strange shape approached and they began charging at him. Alexander said that without hesitation, he pulled out his gun and shot the creature three times, but it didn't do anything, so he just ran away. He said he believed it was the big grey man and that the stories were real. Unfortunately for this creature, or I guess fortunately, there are no photographs that exist of it. There are a series of photographs of the footprints, but they were debunked, basically. They said that it ended up being created by rainfall eroding the snow, and it just looked like footprints. So that's... There's no evidence. Couldn't they have called it something scarier? Like, can you imagine having this, like, entirely frightening experience and being like, QUICK! RUN! IT'S THE BIG GREY MAN! (laughs) Okay, if it's not the big grey man, what else could it be? Any ideas before I tell you what scientists and psychologists think? Big... Do we get bears here? I don't think we do. No. Do we get any big animals here? Big, huge bird? Big animal? Okay, well, I guess it could be a big animal. First of all, what I've written is that it could be illusions or hallucinations brought on by the exhaustion of being up a mountain, especially because the people who report seeing the creature alone, you know, so they might be feeling isolated, it could make their mind play up worse. No, I'm sorry, I'm not having it. Okay, psychologists have said this. (laughs) Yeah, listen, people don't report this on, like, Ben Nevis. True. You know what I mean? And that's just as big, in fact, bigger, as we have said. By several. Yeah. So, like, and who's going up the Himalayas like, Gore? saw a big grey man today. Very few people. That is true. Also, what they think is that infrasound caused by wind could be a reason why people experience feelings of uneasiness while on the mountain. Fair enough. Scientists think more specifically that an illusion known as the Broken Spectre could be an explanation as to why people physically see a big grey man. The Broken Spectre illusion is an enormous shadow of the observer that is cast upon clouds opposite the sun's direction. So it's kind of hard to describe, but basically when you're looking at mist or clouds on a mountain opposite the sunlight, you see a large grey figure opposite you with like halo rings around the head, like rainbow coloured lights, I guess. Mm. And it's caused by water droplets in the crowd in the clouds refracting. Right. Which means that it's you, it's like your shape, but it's huge. So you're and obviously it's not a typical shadow. Yeah. People don't look at it and go, That's my shadow. They look at it and go, Holy shit, that's a big grey man. Yeah, you used to your shadow being on the ground. I feel like if I saw my shadow huge and projected, I would crap out. Yeah, exactly. This is also, it can also happen when you're stood in front of a car and there's like headlights and it's foggy 
Mm-hmm. But it's way less common than on a mountain. Yeah. But you can still get it. Also, obviously, when you're looking at mist or clouds, there's nothing there to base the the shape and the size on. So it might not actually be 30 feet tall. But if there's nothing else around, you're just looking at mist and this grey figure, it could easily be way bigger to well, you. Well, also, I guess if you're stood next to a big grey figure and you can't make anything out from it, you probably think that you're not right in front of it, so it's even bigger than the shadow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Also, because clouds and like mist moves around a little bit, it can look like the shape is moving around without you actually doing anything. You mm. could be stood still and it could still look like you're moving. Which means that the first sighting that turned out to be a shadow was the only relevant sighting, if this is what it actually is. And the others who saw the shape were seeing their own shadow magnified, accompanied with the feelings of unease, and had a story to go with it. Well, I would be uneasy, even if I wasn't up a mountain, if I saw a giant thing. True. (laughs) There are no photos, like I said, but there are photos of the illusion up on a mountain. On that mountain, specifically, I think people have gone on Twitter and taken photos of this. So you can you can Google that, and it does look like a big humanoid creature. I'll put a photo on Instagram. I was going to say, I love that you went like, I'll put a photo on our socials. You're like, you can Google that. I, so I don't know why, sorry. Edward I'm, Cullen. Uh, <laughs> I'm rusty. It'll be on our social media, at Myth Magic Pod. It's an adrenaline rush, Bella. It's With quite that common. being said, what do you think? Let's do a scare scale. Okay. How scary? I'm going to say like a four. I imagine this would be very scary if I was up a mountain anyway. It's How cold. dangerous? One. Nothing has happened. The big grey man has not hurt anyone. He's just sang. Likelihood? Two? You don't believe him. What do you I think? I don't disbelieve him. I just feel like someone would have gotten a photograph by now. Fair enough. And also, if people have gone up that same mountain and shown that thing that you were talking about, that is just their shadow, kind of puts a spanner in the works. However, a lot of the sightings, I guess, reports, <laughs> a lot of the reports, are the sound of footsteps. True, but you can hear anything up a mountain. Do you know what I mean? I've never been up a mountain. Your mind plays tricks on you. It's like when you're like when you're laying in bed and you hear something and you're like, oh my god, someone's breaking in my house. Mm, that's true. Yeah, but no one's breaking in your house. It's just like the door creaking. Fair enough. I guess it's you're on high alert as well. Exactly, okay. yeah. Okay, what ideas do you have? Big grey man, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, BGM, for sure. That's what I wrote. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I just wrote that. Um... That shadow thing, refraction. Mm-hmm. Um, big animal. I'm always inclined to believe it's probably an animal. With Fair enough. Um, just your mind playing tricks on you. You're not writing that one. You don't like that one. Stupid. <laughs> um, or just like, I don't know, a scary story. Like someone, someone might have made a scary story and then other people are like, oh, I saw the big grey man. It's like, no, you didn't. Yeah, fair enough. But, like, you've freaked yourself out now. Mm-hmm. Because I imagine that doesn't get as populated as Ben Nevis because it's not as big. Fair. So if you're if you're a little chalet at the bottom trying to sell your hot chocolates, you're going to be like, oh, it's a big grey man up there. People are going to be like, fab, give me a hot chocolate and I'll go. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Feels like a good marketing technique. It would work for me. It would not work for me. I would say, <laughs> aha, I was here for the hot chocolate anyway. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's all I have. That's my story. It was good. I enjoyed it. Thank you. You're welcome. I would love to know what you guys think of these stories. Whether you believe them. Whether you've seen the big grey man. Whether you are the big grey man. If you're the big grey man, sing us your song. Let us know. And you can come on the potty. 
Oh, we love that. Oh, come on over, big grey man. We'll need a bigger tripod for you. Don't listen before bed. Listen before bed. <laughs>